Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Antwi. Uh, let's do some housekeeping real quick. Uh, bottom of the screen, you guys, is where you can support the show. All your support is truly appreciated. Um, Patreon subscribers, you know I love you. Thank you for joining the family. We're having so much fun over there, and I appreciate you guys. Without you, these shows would not be possible. Uh, super chat, super stickers are available on YouTube if you feel so led. Uh, what up, live chat? Hey, better days. Hey, dream big. Hey, geek girl. Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, we're just gonna jump right into season five, episode eight, calm before the storm. There she is, C Cruz. Shout out to C Cruz. Thank you for all your support, girl. I appreciate you. Um, all right, so I just want to, off the top of my head, I'm just gonna say this, you guys. I just since when is Usman the prize? Like, why is he the prize? I don't understand it. I don't understand this whole situation because it's called before the 90 days. So if it's before the 90 days, you're assuming that you're in a relationship with that person and you're figuring out if you're going to go ahead and get married. So this whole Usman music video using the platform to enhance his music career like i'm not mad at him right because you know be on your grind be on your hustle but but let's call it for what it is because this whole situation amanda's in the house mandy's in the house let's call it for what it is right it's it's promotion and again we'll have this conversation over and over again but for him to say like he's an international superstar i would think that you would not have to use a completely different dating reality show if you're already an international superstar but that all being said they're in bed um apparently he was singing or humming in his sleep i need to know if his auto-tune machine was right beside him or was this acapella Anyways, they had a fight. As you know, they had a fight last night um, because, you know, Kimberly really wants him to not only stay in her sweep, but be intimate and all the things. So they haven't kissed yet, but apparently that night he touched a few of her body parts, which is another issue that I have with Usman because I personally, and we'll get to this, but I personally think that this is manipulation 101. I think that he is misleading her. I think that he is, he wants a super fan to do whatever he wants, but he doesn't want to give it. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants her to literally just fawn over him, buy him things, tell him how amazing he is, work for free for him, all the things. He wants to take advantage of her kindness because he already knows that she's a super fan and he already knows that she is in, like likes him, dare I say, is in love with him, all the things. And he wants to take advantage of that. And we've all been in relationships or we've all met people 
where the feelings weren't mutual. And it's, it's manipulation if you continue to lead that person on. And I don't think it's a good thing. Um, so that being said, he goes, he has the audacity to say in his religion, it's not okay to do all the things he's doing right now. So being in her room, holding hands, uh, you know, having sex without an engagement ring. And I was like, who does, does he think we're brand new? Does he think he's brand new on the show? Cause what about baby girl Lisa and him raw dogging her on the first night? Like, what did were you born again because i could go back a few seasons and this is not that anyhow um the producer says the same thing he's like weren't you intimate with your ex-wife on the first night and he tried to say he tried to twist the narrative y'all he tried to say that he proposed to lisa before she came to Nigeria. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I have a pretty good memory. And that's not what happened. So how are you going to sit up on our screen and tell us, the viewers, that you were already pre-engaged to Lisa? So that made it okay to do all the things that you were doing with Lisa. Let's just call it for what it is. You find these older women that are, that are choosing to be with you for a specific reason, but you're choosing to be with them for a specific reason as well. And... Let's just call it for what it is. You're using them and they're using you. And that's what it is. But don't try to insult our intelligence and act like this is brand new for you and you don't do those things. And you've never done those things. And it's a gate. Stop it. Just stop it. Anyhow, um, he says that, you know, he's not in a relationship with Kimberly. And again, my question to you all and to him would be, well, why are you on the show? Because the last time I checked, it was called Before the 90 Days. So what exactly is this? It's not called um, Before the 90 Potential Girlfriend Show. It's not called um, Make Me a Super International Singing Star Show. It's not called, oh, Send Over a Fan to Fawn Over Me Show. It's called Before the 90 Days. So if you're telling us you're not in a relationship with Kimberly, then why exactly did you want to be on before the 90 days? Um, so then I want to talk about Kimberly. So Kimberly wants kissing. She wants sex. She wants intimacy. Uh, she wants him to move into her room. She feels like she doesn't have a lot of time before, you know, she goes back to America and he goes back to Nigeria. Um, and so that's what she wants. Now he has decided without telling her that, yeah, he's going to go going to move into her room. So he's packing up his stuff in his room, his assistant slam tea and his manager badness. They're like asking him, do you really want this? Like they think that he's going against his own wishes, but he's saying he's doing it because he wants to be make Kimberly happy. Um, <clears throat> And then says, you guys, that he's not attracted to her, but she's loyal. And so does loyalty equal love? Because five seconds ago, you just said you were not in a relationship with her. And now you're saying you're not attracted to her, but she's loyal. Which goes back to what I was saying, which was, <clears throat> excuse me, which was, why are you on the show? If you're not attracted to her, you're not in a relationship with her. She's loyal as in she's a loyal fan and she fawns over you and she spends her money to you. And 
buys you things and tells you you're great, manages your your video shoot, all the things. I think it's ridiculous. I absolutely think it's ridiculous. Um, so he's saying he's going to explore it because she's loyal and he doesn't want to rush it though. So meanwhile, Kimberly's in the room. She's got her champagne. She's got her nightie. She's got her robe and she's going to try to seduce Usman this night. Um, and she's disappointed that the night before nothing happened. And so she's going to do everything in her power to make something happen this night. Apparently he likes her with no makeup, lingerie. So he's, she's doing all the things that he says that he likes about her. Now let's dissect that for a little bit. So obviously Usman is saying something to her to make her think that there's a possibility besides the, the fact that he keeps saying potential girlfriend, right? So potential means there is a possibility that you will be my girlfriend. Then how does she know that he likes her with no makeup unless he says, oh, I like you with no makeup, which also gives her the idea that he likes her like that. Okay. So my question to you all still live chat is why is he the prize? Why in this situation is he the prize? Because I can't wrap my mind around it. I don't understand it. I think it's kind of crazy that he thinks he's such a big deal and thinks that he's the prize in this situation. And his attitude is stinky. He He's arrogant. He thinks he's all that. And it's gross. It comes across gross. At least it comes across gross to me. So he's all like, he brings his suitcases to her room. And he says, the first thing he says to her, are you happy now? Well, you're a grown ass man. You you decided to come. Why are you saying, are you happy now? Like as if, again, man manipulation, in my opinion. Okay. If you have no intent to be with her, if you don't like her, you're not attracted to her, you're not in a relationship with her. Why then are you now moving into her room? Why? To make her happy? Because again, that's mixed signals. So she's like, hashtag I won. She's got roses strewn throughout the bed. She's got champagne. She's making it all romantic. So it's very, very, very straightforward what she wants. Okay. So again, as adults that we all are, Lisman too should not put himself in a situation that he does not want to be in. Right. So you see all this romantic stuff. The bubbly is flowing, all the stuff. You know that this woman's trying to get with you, and yet you still move into a room and act like you're trying to be with her. Okay. It's a bad move, in my opinion. It's a bad move. <clears throat> so he's like, you know what? I know what Kim wants for me. She wants the yummy, 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 yummy. And so whose responsibility is it? I'm asking you guys, because I have a complete opinion of, on this. You know exactly what she wants. In my opinion, you're giving her mixed signals. And then you move into her room. Oh, thank you, Crystal. Congrats again on 100,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, return the Walmart pajamas and call Livery Lingerie ASAP. Kimberly! <laughs> Crystal, Molly is going to absolutely love you for this comment. I'll have to screen grab it. 
or you screen grab it and, and tag her in it. She'll absolutely love this. Um, yes, we hit 100,000 followers. We are celebrating over on Instagram with a bunch of different uh, surprise 90 Day Fiancers. So make sure you're heading over to at 90 Day The Melanated Way to check out some of our 90 Dayers that are helping us celebrate 100,000 followers. Um, so that all being said, let me get back to this whole romantic room situation. Okay. The other thing that I also think that Osma needs to take responsibility for. So you don't want to be with her. You've moved into her room. You get there, you, you have your champagne, you see that the room is all set up romantic and then you take your shirt off. And not only do you take your, her shirt, your shirt off, you take her robe off and you like, oh, I like what I see and all of that stuff, which again, to me, it's misleading. It's misleading because if I'm only liking you as a friend, I'm not doing all of that stuff. If I'm not interested in you, I'm not doing all of that stuff. So I feel like he's misleading her. And I think that that's a terrible thing for him to do. And I think that again, why is he the prize? That all being said, if the tables were turned and it was a man insisting on having sex with a woman, we would all be up in arms. Because I think that also what Kimberly's doing, no means no. If he's not interested, there's no amount of convincing this dude to sleep with you. If he's saying, no, I don't want to do it. If he's saying, don't rush me. If he's saying, I have these principles and cultural beliefs that I can't have sex with you unless I'm engaged with you, then you have to respect that. And the more you push on him, the more it it gives a bad vibe. Right. Because, again, if the tables were turned and if it was a man trying to force himself on a woman, we'd be having a different conversation. So. I think they're both in the wrong. I think they're both. Adults, and I think they're both in the wrong. I think Kimberly should not think that, A, that he's the prize. She should not beg someone. I would never beg someone to sleep with me. Not ever. Like, not ever. Okay. Third, she should read his what he's saying to her and how he's treating her and see that it's manipulation there. And he's manipulating her because he's trying to keep her close so that he can continue to get the things that he wants out of her monetarily and all the other things, right? He wants, he wants his ego fed. He wants to be fond over all those things. And he's getting what he needs from her. But also, he wants to keep her at an arm's length because he is not interested in her. Now, on his end, he needs to cut the foolishness and be real. And like I say, always communicate. Be honest with your, your feelings and your emotions. Because I'll tell you what, you guys, this is what gets people in trouble. All of this mixed signals and playing around with people's emotions. I watch all the true crime and this is what, and excuse my language, but this is what gets people fucked up and fucked over and killed, period. You can't be doing all of this and pretending this and saying this and saying this and come here, no, but go away. Come here, but no, go away. Come here, but no, go away. Let me take my shirt off, but don't touch me. Um, you know, don't rush me but then kiss her arm. Like all the things, it's just, it's a mess. I'm like, how old are you guys? Because this right here is hard to watch. It's a mess. Um, thank you guys for all the congratulations. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I don't think Stevie, it's only about her begging. I think that also too, This man is absolutely in the wrong. He's absolutely in the wrong. And I think he's trying to manipulate the situation. And I just absolutely don't like it. 
I absolutely don't like it. It's all manipulation. So anyways, he takes off her robe um, and, you know, is looking at her, but then is saying, no sex, we're just going to sleep. And she wants to know why. And he's like, well, you know, we made a decision that we're not going to have sex until we're in a relationship. If we're boyfriend and girlfriend, then there will be sex, but you're not going to rush me. And then she's like, well, when? She's like, am I not enough? And he's like, we already made this decision. So clearly, clearly they've had this conversation before she got there, right? But I want to remind you guys that he continues to say that she's his potential. He continues to say he's not attracted to her, but she's loyal. He continues to kiss on her arm and take off her robe. So like, what is she supposed to think? Her her mind is going to be all confused. Like, that's why she's saying, is this not, am I not enough? And I need you to make a decision. And she even says it in this episode. She says in this episode, if you don't want to be with me, just tell me you don't want to be with me. And he's like, oh, no, no, I didn't say that. Because again, he's playing games with her. Because if he says that, then guess what? All the money and the gifts and the fawning and the and the free work that she does for him goes away. And he literally is the picture of narcissism, meaning it's all about him all the time. When you make everyone wear your T-shirt and when you wear your own name on your own, it, oh, just all of it, you guys. It's just, it's just, it's, it's the more I see it, the more I'm like, okay, everyone's talk clowning Kimberly, but I want you to look at what he's doing. Exactly, Texas Gina. Hey girl, you made a live. He's playing her, exactly. Let's look at what he's doing, the subtle things that he's saying to keep her on the rope. Let's talk about that. Exactly. That's because he wants to continue to get what he wants to get from her before she goes home. Those are all facts. Stevie says she needs to run away from him. She does. They both need to run away from each other because she is truly, oh, dopey dope. You're really, truly the best. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, we're celebrating a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, make sure wherever you are on YouTube that you hit that thumbs up uh, to support the show. Patty's in the house. Hey, Patty. So then he goes on to say, you guys, he's refusing to have sex with her. And now he's mad at her. Okay, because he feels that you pushed me into moving into your room, which again, he's a grown ass man. No one packed his bags but himself and he walked himself over there. So I don't know how he was pushed to do anything. Did she nag him to death? Absolutely. But again, he's a grown ass man. He can make adult decisions and he decided on his own to go into her, her room. Next, he's saying, now you're pushing me to have sex. So he's leaving. But when he leaves, you guys, again, this is a subtle maneuver, but it's manipulation. He's leaving. He doesn't pack up his bags. He takes a champagne glass and his cell phone and storms out. Okay, if you were really leaving and you really felt pressured, go ahead and grab all your shit, take your bags, and go back to your room. But no. Why? Because he wants her to beg for him manipulation. I'm going to say that word throughout this part because 
I'm calling it for what it is. So he's storming out. She's all sad, right? Because now she's like, oh my God, he's mad at me. And, you know, she already likes him. And think about when you like someone and you're not sure if they like you, then you're going to feel insecure. So she's going to chase after him. So she chases after him. He's like, leave me alone and get my bags. Excuse me? She's not the porter. You're a grown-ass man. You decided to move in her, her room. If you're leaving, go ahead and pack your own shit up and take your bags with you. She's not your servant. She's not your maid. She's not the porter. She doesn't work there. She doesn't work for you. She came all the way across the world because, A, yes, she started as a super fan, but she felt over the year that you guys developed a relationship. You even called her your potential girlfriend. So she's thinking that there's something there. If something's changed, then you know what? Go ahead, Isman, and use your words and be honest. I was happy that she was stuck for herself in that moment. She's like, I'm not going to go get your bags. Like, I'm not doing it. He goes on to say, again, there was no agenda to have sex. You can't force me to have sex. You just have to allow it to happen naturally. Again, kind of mixed feelings, right? Because do you not want to have sex with her at all? Or do you not want to have sex with her in this moment because it's too soon? And then if it's too soon, which you're saying by saying allow it to happen naturally, then you should probably have the conversation that I guess we're going to have sex in the future, which means I'm thinking of you as my future girlfriend. Do you see how this is all? I just can't. I can't. I can't stand the manipulation. Oh. Um, so she's insecure. They get into the bed together, the bed that has all the roses and stuff on it. She says, you know, I just don't know how you feel about me. Like, how do you feel about me? And then he says, I love you in my own way. What does that mean? What does that mean? Someone please tell me. Because again, to me, I'm just going to continue to say the word manipulation because that's what that sounds like. I love you in my own way. You either love her or you don't love her. You either care about her or you don't care about her. But you love her in your own way. What way is that? Can you explain what that means? Then she starts crying because he's hurt her feelings now. He hugs her and tells her not to cry. Okay? Power manipulation. Kisses her arm. Again, power manipulation mixed signals. She starts to mention her son and that the son is going to cuss her, cuss him out because he's mistreating her and her son, um, Jamal is super protective, doesn't trust in his intentions. And guess what? Usman takes that as another way to get mad at her and manipulate the situation and say, I don't need to talk to your son. I don't need to do anything. I didn't pr promise you sex. I didn't promise you a relationship. I don't even need to talk. And then... This is true, though. He says, in African culture, and his specifically, your juniors respect your elders. That is in African cultures. The young people always respect your, your elders. So he's trying to say that he's the elder in the situation, right? And that Jamal should respect him. Now, let's look at it from his perspective. If he truly believes that, you guys, then him being Kimberly's junior, where's the respect there? It's a bunch of hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. Take your fake Louis luggage and 
Off you go, Usman. <laughs> oh, Lord. Redunculous. Another, speaking of ridiculous, let's talk about Ben, okay? Because this, I mean, is any anyone that's surprised, please raise your hand because I know there's not going to be one hand raised. Ben flew from Detroit to Lima, Peru, even though he got a text beforehand that said, don't, basically don't come, okay? But he is optimistic. He prayed about it. It's his soulmate. He's going to jump on the plane and just believe miraculously because he prayed about it that she's going to be at the airport. Now, even though she stopped texting him, she stopped responding to him, this fool thinks that when he gets off the plane in Peru, that she's going to be waiting for him. And my question would be, what would, what would make you think that? She literally told you not to come, and then she stopped responding to you. You decided as a grown-ass man to still jump on the plane because you're so optimistic and she's your soulmate that you believe that she was going to be there. Just poof. You've never, ever seen her in real life, but poof, here she comes. Oh, so then he says he's staying positive because love always wins. Now, I personally feel you're using the love always wins phrase incorrectly. When you say love always wins, there has to be love there in the beginning. And as far as I see, you're, you've been catfished. And I said it last time, I'll say it again. He's in love with himself because he's having a relationship with himself. You're putting three months of text messages into you're so in love. This is your soulmate. God sent her from the skies. Again, you've never even seen her in real life. You've never even video chatted with her. But she's your soulmate. And love always wins. So he memorized the speech in Spanish, which, you know, I, I'll give him that. I think that's sweet. To say to her, and basically he wanted to tell her that he's excited, that she's his beautiful princess, the love of his life. And when he said that, I had two thoughts, you guys. My first thought is, Facts. He made a relationship up in his head. Those are facts, Gina. The first thought when he said, this is the love of my life, I was like, dude, you were married for over 20 years. That probably was the love of your life because you were married and procreated four kids in those 20 plus years. Tell me you're not being so ridiculous that you're saying the love of your life is someone that you've never, ever met, ever, 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 ever not even FaceTimed with, but this is the love of your life. Make it make sense. Second, so you were married for 20 years is the first thing. The second thing is you've never seen this girl ever, ever. You just chatted with yourself, I'm almost saying. Hey, Angelica. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, the third thing is you've got no answers from her. So you're still saying love wins. This is the love of your life. And 
princess this and princess that. First of all, you don't even know if she's 22 or 24 because apparently she's 22 and not 24. And the second thing is she's not answering any of your texts at all. So why are we living in this? What land are we living in? It, it makes no sense. But he thinks that she's going to be outside by the taxis. He goes there. She's not there, obviously. She's not responding, obviously, because she's not there. So he starts crying. Okay. He starts crying. He says he's come a long way and he sacrificed a lot. And I literally wrote, what? What, what did you sacrifice? It was, again, your choice to get on the plane and fly all the way there when you could have not gone because you got the text to not come before you got on the plane. So the come a long way argument is out the door. And then you, what did you sacrifice? Your pride, your dignity, rationality. Maybe those were sacrificed. You sacrificed the embarrassment of your children and your family. You sacrificed some money because she was able to scam you of at least the thousand dollars that we know of. But I'm still wondering what, like, what other sacrifices? What other sacrifices do you feel you made? Please list them. Because again, your choice to still get on the plane, knowing that she's telling you A, not to come, and B, you've never seen her before. So he's crying and, you know, he says he feels foolish. He feels stupid. I personally said, that's on you, bro. That's on you, bro. You're feeling foolish and stupid because you did a foolish and stupid thing by getting on the plane and saying that this is the love of your life and your soulmate and you've never met her yet. Now, do people take chances for love? Absolutely. But you know what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to have at least, you guys already know how I feel about online relationships, but let's be smart about it. If you're going to take a, you're going to take a chance on love, you're not spending X amount of dollars on a flight to fly halfway across the world when you haven't even had a real life conversation. Like that is just basic 101 live in your life knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's really something. Ashley said, it's probably the same person that catfished him the first time, realized that, oh, that wasn't working. So put a different picture and then made a different account and said, let's try this again. Crystal said he looked foolish and stupid in the U.S. Just stay there. Uh... She also said, you don't even know what she looks like without filters. You never heard her voice. She could have been there at the airport, but you wouldn't have known. Facts. Okay, so he feels foolish and stupid. His heart is dropping. He feels numb. He's sad. And you guys, I, you know, I'm normally pretty like peace and love and jolly and all the things. And I usually don't swear or cuss a lot, but I literally wrote fuck off. Like just, just, go, just stop it. 
stop it with the nonsense. This whole you're feeling sad and numb, like your heart is broken, numb, numb. It's outrageous. What are you numb about? You didn't even meet the girl. You didn't even talk to the girl before. Like Crystal said, you know, you don't even know what she looks like. She could have been standing looking at you laughing like, no, don't like what he looks like. Peace out. You don't know. But you're numb and sad. If anything, you should just, you know what? You should just be like, this was a bad move. I was clearly out of my mind and I'm going to enjoy my vacay holiday in Peru and then I'm going to turn around and leave. Because what you're doing right now is just making yourself look more and more foolish. And I dare say like, you weren't you a pastor? Aren't you supposed to have some common sense? Where's your common sense? You have a, a flock of people, flock of people that you are supposed to be shepherding and you can't even shepherd your own damn self? Stop it. Lydia's in the house. Thank you so much for the super chat, super sticker. Happy 100,000 followers. Yes, we are celebrating all week long. Listen, Lori, this is not God. God did not lead him in the wrong direction. This is, we are not blaming God on this. We are blaming Ben and Ben alone, period. Ben and Ben alone. Because Ben is going through a midlife crisis, okay? This is what I'm going to explain to you guys exactly what's going on. Ben got his fit on, right? He got his fit on. He got his little six pack. His friend hooked him up with a modeling gig. So now he thinks he's a model. So in the midst of his midlife crisis, he's feeling himself. He's feeling confident. He's feeling hot because he can say he's a model because he's modeling, you know, for the 50 plus generation. And he's doing, you know, swimsuit type model stuff, male model stuff. So he's feeling himself. And because now he's a male model, feeling himself, thinking he's handsome, he now thinks he can go and date young models. So hence his ex-girlfriend is 28 years old. Hence this new fake cat girlfriend, catfish girlfriend, I should say, is 22 years old. So he feels like he's in that, he's like, I can do that. I'm looking fine. I'm feeling fine. And I can date a bunch of young chicks because I'm fine. I'm a model. Stop it. Stop it. So... He then goes on to say that he knows for a fact that she loves him. And again, I use the F word because you sound ridiculous and delusional. So he's deciding that he's going to go to the hotel and he's just going to pray about it. And he hails a taxi. First time in Peru, he starts complaining and crying to the driver. He tells the driver he's sad that he fell in love. Uh, with a girl from here. And the driver right away is like, well, did she know you were coming? Don't you have her phone number? Just call her. And then, of course, he says, you know, he can't call or he has been calling and texting and she's not answering. So he can't let it go. He really feels this three months of texting was so passionate. There was true love there. His soulmate was there. 
he can't let it go. So he's going to go to the hotel and just pray about it. And then the producer says, is there a chance that mahogany is not mahogany? Basically saying, is, is there a chance that you're being catfished again? I don't know where you guys, he got this number from. I really don't know. But he says, well, it's possible. There's a 3% chance. Three per- there is a 99.99999% chance that you're getting catfished. I don't know where you got the 3% from, but I would like to see the math. So he's lying on the bed, feeling sorry for himself. He's feeling lost, but he still thinks it's worth sticking around for because their love is so strong and his heart is telling him that she just loves him so much and that she will be there. Bye, Ben. Gino and Jasmine. Before, 3% is a realistic delusional probability. (laughs) All right. Before I start talking about Gino and Jasmine specifically, I really need to say this for the record. Dear cameraman, you had one job. You had one job in this episode, just one job, one job, and you failed. Dear production, you had one job, and you also failed. It's grainy, my bad, because that's as far as the cameraman was. Why are you so far when Gino, finally in episode eight, took off his hat? Why are we so far? Why was there no zooming in? I get the fact that they were going through security, but let's be real. The production was going through security as well because who was filming them? You had one job. I don't understand what happened here. Someone dropped the ball. I'm like this little, like, this, I mean, I have so many questions, you guys. I just have so many questions. I have so many questions right now. I'm just saying what happened in this situation? What? What happened? Why is this now still a mystery? So, Gino and Jasmine, it's been a week of drama. One job, you guys. One job. Right. It should have been a halo with music or something. It was so anticlimactic. Yeah, it should have been not, it should have been like you zoom in all slow motion. He turns his head. The camera turns with his head. They do a 360 pan so that we can see what's going on, what the big deal was. Oh no, you're just gonna leave us. You're gonna give us this. This is what I got. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, that all being said, it's been drama, continuous drama, uh, you know, between the jealousy and the stripper and the color of his walls at his house, all the things they decided that they're going to go to San Jose Island for a romantic getaway. Um, and 
just start all over. That's their plan. Is they're going to start all over, a fresh start, a vacay within a vacay. Uh, and so they're at the, the airport and apparently Jasmine thinks that Gino looks like Bruce Willis with his hat off. And I was like, I'm going to have to take your word for it because they didn't show us properly what he looks like. So that could be true, but we don't know. We didn't get to see. Off to the fancy resort. Uh, she's never been there because it costs too much money. But now that Gino's paying, they're off on a private plane to the island. Clean slate in paradise. Uh, they get there, you guys. And you know what? I appreciated. Finally, they're showing us something that was gorgeous. Okay. Gorgeous. Gorgeous views. It was romantic. Beautiful, clear waters. It looked really, really beautiful. Um. And, you know, they're on the, the balcony talking and Jasmine is starting to realize like, hey, she's starting to have feelings for this guy. She's also realizing that the relationship is fragile because she's just reflecting in this peaceful, romantic environment that her behavior has been bad and her attitude towards him has been bad. And, you know, she feels guilty about it now because she's thinking like, maybe I'm going to lose him or maybe he won't propose or all the things. So she's self-reflecting on her poor behavior. Um, so she thanks him for the trip. She feels happy and guilty at the same time. She starts crying um, because she really just feels like she's shown him the worst of her personality. And, um, you know, she explains where that comes from. She said, you know, she has trust issues um, you know, many men have promised her the world and just broken her heart. And so she's decided in all of this that she wants to put more faith in the relationship and she wants to trust him. She wants to let her guard down because um, she really, at the end of the day, doesn't want to lose him. Uh, so they're poolside next day. She says something has happened because now she's saying, oh, you know, it's not her na nature to stay calm, but she's trying to give Gino the benefit of the doubt. Why is she trying to give Gino the benefit of the doubt? Because, you know, she feels lo love for him. She feels proud for the progress that they've made in their relationship so far, which really it's only been a couple of days because really, let's be real, it's been drama from the jump. But... She wants to approach this situation a little bit differently. And how she wants to approach their situation is she's going to try to stay calm, even though this is not her true nature. Apparently, one of Gino's exes sent a message to her and wanted to chat with her. And this is where she's finding out that Gino is still communicating with his ex-girlfriend and apparently told the ex-girlfriend all about Jasmine and... Jasmine's like, you know, I ignored it. I blocked her. Um, you know, maybe it's just that she has jealousy issues. Maybe she's mad that she, you've moved on, you know, but I trust you. Gino's face drops. Hey, Vanessa girl. Hey, drops. Okay. Drops. He's nervous. They pan down to his like snaggle feet. And it was like a whole thing. And I was like, oh, something's going on here. What's going on here? Apparently he's been texting her. Uh, as soon as three days ago, two, three days ago, 
And he was texting her, okay? Saying that he wanted to let his ex know that he has met the woman of his dreams. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you what happened, you guys. This is what happened. Gino can't believe that he got Jasmine, okay? Because Jasmine's a hottie. She's a hottie. She's a beautiful woman. She's got a beautiful body. And he can't believe that he is dating someone out of his league. So what he decided to do is go ahead and tell his ex, hey, here, look at this girl. That's my woman. I'm dating her. I'm going to marry her in the belief that he would make his ex-girlfriend jealous and make her ex-wife, whoever it is, ex-ex-ex, girlfriend or wife, whoever, the ex-jealous and say, hey, look, this is what you're missing out on because you're no longer with me. It's a total, total crazy, ridiculous thing to do. Then you guys, we find out in the clip that he sent naked photos. So you sent naked photos of your current girlfriend to your ex. Make that make sense. Make that make sense. Because why? Because your only intention would be to make your ex jealous. And that's not a good look. Because what does that say? That says that you still have feelings for your ex. Because why would you care if your ex was jealous or not? Ridiculous. Vanessa says, so lame to send naked photos of her OMG facts. On to Mike and Amena. Oh, Mike. You know, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Mike just because I, I do believe that he deserves to find love. I just don't think that this is that. I really don't. I don't think that this is that. I think this is a situation, including her family, where Jimena's family wants her to have a better life and they see dollar signs and they see better life for them, all of them. Because guess what? If Jimena and her kids go, they're taken care of. And then Jimena can also send money back because, you know, that family is living in the house or the apartment with her that Mike pays for. Okay, so... Hey, Esperay. Hey, girl. Hey. I would like Gino to explain how three days ago was a while ago. Facts. Okay, so it was hat day. And you guys, I was going to wear a hat, but it was I was cold. So then I was wearing a sweater and, and a summer hat and it looked ridiculous. But I did think it was hat day this episode because everyone had on fancy hats, including Mike had this crazy hat on with the mask, you guys. I was distracted. I was looking at the white hat, looking at the white mask, look, looking, looking, looking. What's happening here? Who bought you that hat? Why did they buy you that hat? <laughs> they literally said, if you break up with them, then how are you going to pay your rent? They literally did say that. And when they said that, your rent, they meant our rent. Because again, remember, the daddy stays there with his new woman. So. When he said, think about the kids, he meant, think about us. Think about us. All right. So, Jimena still has issues with um, Mike's hygiene, his organization. He really thinks it's no big deal. And again, he thinks it's no big deal because he's never been with a woman. He, he doesn't, he's, he is... 100% not 
been with a woman to show him like some things that women just we just don't like, right? So he's all into his like. I don't even know how to explain it, but just like not even manly because it's not manly. He's just like a grown ass child and no one has shown him any other way because there's been no feminine influence in his life because he's never had a girlfriend. So that being said, he doesn't think it's a big deal. So he gets in the car and you guys, again, I hold a, a little soft spot for Mike, but this grossed me all the way out because A, we're in a pandemic B, you're blowing, you don't have a mask on and you're blowing your nose all over. And as you know, it's like your bodily fluids are everywhere. The poor driver's right in front of you and you're blowing your nose. You don't even put any like hand wash, hand wipes, antibacterial, nothing. You just swish it up in your hands. And then you have the audacity to think that you're going to put it in the back of this man's car, the ride share car. You're just gonna stick, and so who was supposed to clean that up? Because you said that there was no trash can or no balus. Like I don't understand, and I didn't understand, and Amanda didn't understand. She's like, you cannot just put your snotty nose tissue in the back of someone else's car. Have some respect. He's like, okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Claire, no girlfriend slob and she's worried that he has no manners and all of those things I had to agree with her I had to agree with her 100% that that was super rude it was super gross and you're a grown man you should know better (laughs) where is it like the germs there it's just awful but then he wants to say, which, okay, you guys. So he says that he wants to explain some things to her. One of the things he wants to explain to her is that he has ADHD and it affects his concentration. He gets distracted. Um, he forgets things. And, you know, he, it's a learning disability that he grew up with and was diagnosed with in middle school. Now, there's a couple of things I want to say. ADHD is a real thing and people have it, but I don't, I don't have it. So I I can't say this, but I will say this part. It does not make you a slob. It does not make you blow your nose and not like sanitize your hand and want to throw your shit everywhere. That's not what that is. Okay. Do you have to organize things a little bit differently? Absolutely. Do you have to learn things a little bit differently? Absolutely. But it doesn't make you a slob. Okay. Just saying. It doesn't make you a slob. I think that's a cop-out. And I that's all I'm going to say about that. I just think it's a cop-out. Meanwhile, Jimena doesn't want any more secrets. So she gets, she gets a little bit like, eh, you should have told me. Well, you should have told him that, you know, you used to date a hitman and that you're using him for his money and you don't really love him. You should tell him those things too if, you, if we're going to really be on. Honest about no no more secrets. So she asked him to explain what ADHD is. She feels better now knowing, um, but wants them to be able to figure it out because she doesn't want to be anyone's mom, right? So she's like, I'll help you. We'll 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 get through this together. Fantastic. <clears throat> it's only a few days left on this trip. And by the end of the trip, he wants to make sure they're on the same page because he wants to propose to her. 
So he's at the house. He also wants to show he's making an effort. So he's making dinner. And you guys, I before I listened to what he said he was making, I thought he was just making ramen noodles with the packet. But apparently he was making spaghetti with cheese sauce. And I literally was like, oh, question mark. That is no type of spaghetti pasta with cheese sauce that I've ever seen. Not ever. I don't think that cooking really is his strong point. They all sit down to have dinner. He's all proud of himself. The kids sit down and they all pretend to eat because apparently it was terrible, undercooked. Although Jimena appreciated his effort. And so she lies to him and says it was very good. I laugh because meanwhile, she's saying it's very good, but she's telling her kids, don't touch this food. Then I thought, okay, he's trying his best. But I also think too, that there's room to also be honest. Like, hey, hey, babe, you know what? I know you tried so hard and I, I appreciate the effort. However, I have two kids to feed and I can't feed them, you know, raw undercooked food. Now, However, she didn't say that. And then she sent her kids to bed with no dinner. I was like, uh, what's happening here? I guess. It's two days later, um, Mike is meeting with her dad, Jameer. Jameer's talking a bunch of nonsense as far as I'm concerned. Wants to talk about his daughter. He doesn't. He's not convinced 100% about Mike. I can't understand why. Because again, that roof that's over your head is the roof that Mike pays for. So what exactly are you not 100% about? Like this whole thing is just weird to me. What are your intentions? Well, what are your intentions with Mike, Jameer? Obviously his intentions is he said he married. He wants to marry her. And you can tell that he's gullible. You can tell that he has no experience. But also you can tell that he's very generous. Because all of these trips that he's taking you guys on, all the food, all the furniture that you're sitting on, the roof over your head, the coffee maker that you drink, the coffee that you you make, that's on that's all him. So what are you talking about? You don't understand what his intentions are. I don't understand what your intentions are, except for to continue to have your your whole household financed. So Jameer, the dad, is worried that Mike doesn't know Jimena well. So he asks a couple of questions. What's her favorite color? He says pink. It's not. It's black. What's her favorite food? And then he tries to say anything with meat in it. But his translator says this weird, crazy. I don't even know how we got here. I'm at her favorite food is ministry of food. There's something that is convenient. All of it just didn't make sense. It was a bunch of words that didn't make any type of sense. Um, so the dad's like, yeah, you need to learn Spanish because you guys need to be able to understand each other and communicate with each other. However, the kids love you. And because the kids love you, you know, I want to give you a chance. I want to give you an opportunity because they're already so connected to you. Now, the dad also goes on to say, because... Also, he doesn't want another case. And I was like, what? What does that mean? And someone please translate it because I'm still trying to figure it out. He says, there's two cases 
with the kids' fathers. What does that mean? Because we already know one of the fathers in jail. Do you mean like a criminal case or do you mean like two baby daddies? Right? Like, I wasn't sure what he meant by that and I'm still trying to figure it out. So, um, the dad goes on to say that he feels like the two fathers used Jimena and um, I say that Jimena needs to take also responsibility for her actions and her choices of men because she's the same person that told us in the beginning of the season that she purposely got pregnant and wanted to get pregnant in jail, knowing that her man was in jail, knowing that that hitman was in jail and not ever coming out, you purposely got pregnant. And then the one night stand, you got pregnant too. So just so that we're all on the same page, if you're a grown ass woman and you're going to do grown ass woman things, then you should probably also to decide to make grown woman choices. So if you don't want to get pregnant, then you should probably, you know, make some arrangements so that doesn't happen. Okay. So I can't say that I agree with the dad only. Are the dads deadbeats? Yeah, they're deadbeats, but you got a one night stand and you got someone that's in prison. So he can't, what can he do? He's in prison, but Jimena can make better choices. So I don't fully agree that the dad with the dad on that, where he's saying like those two men used her, make some better choices. Um, so then Mike's like, you know, I, I do want to, I do love the kids and I want to be a father figure to them. I love your daughter. Do I have your blessing to marry her? And he thinks about it for a second and says, yeah, you have my blessing. So great. As if. As if he wasn't going to give the blessing. Like, no, you can't marry my daughter. And all this stuff, who's going to pay the rent? Anywho, Mike's at the park with the kids. He also asked the kids if it's okay to marry their mom. They didn't really know what that meant, so he explained it. And he's like, you know, do you want me to be your dad? And it was so cute, that moment, um, where her son's like, yeah, because I don't have a dad. And... um, Mike's like, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to take care of this whole family. Um, So I'm going to do that and I'm going to propose. And how is he going to propose? He is going to take the whole family, the whole extended family out to dinner and propose in front of them all. Now, meanwhile, Jimena apparently is having some doubts because she feels like marriage is forever. But then her stepmom says... Or her mom, actually. It was actually her mom says, you know, if you end things with him, you'll no longer have a way to pay for your apartment. And you'll have to start working. Now, didn't they say that she couldn't work because of the pandemic? But really, she could work because things are opening up now and she could work from home. But she's literally choosing not to work. Because let me say that again. Let me say it how the mom said it. She said, if you end things with him, you'll no longer have a way to pay for your apartment and you'll have to start working. The dad then goes on to say, you know, you need to think about the kids. The kids will have a good future with him. Think about your kids, not just about yourself. And again, he's also saying too, even if you don't marry him, it's not just about you. It's about your kids and it's about us. We need his money. 
point blank. What happened to love? What happened to intentions, Ymir? You're talking about you don't know his intentions. Look at your intentions. They're not good. You're not even saying marry him for love. You're saying literally marry him for his money so that we can all come up. I'm going to skip this one for a minute. Uh, moving on to Ella. Uh, I want to say this off the top that I feel Ella's very problematic. I think she's problematic and I just think she's problematic. Um, I think the whole family actually, you guys, is problematic. Sorry, not sorry. I, I think her whole family is problematic. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Anyway, she's talking to her dogs in her car. She, I guess she's off to the farm. Um, she's talking about her boyfriend, Johnny, in Dubai, how the plans fell apart because of the pandemic and she's not really treating like she just doesn't think that the pandemic is should be an issue and that it shouldn't stop him from traveling and staying with her for three months, even though he supports his family and has a kid. Um, she says she's always wanted a family and kids and her clock is ticking. She's turning 30 this year. And I was like, girl, bye. You're 30. You know, Rihanna is 33 and she's just having her first baby. So you can settle all the way down. Um, then she says, Johnny checks the boxes for what her perfect husband looks like, not acts like, not treats her like, looks like, which is why I have a huge problem with her because her whole Asian fetish, it's like, it's just too much. It's too much. So you don't even know this dude. You just know that he fits the fetish version of what you think your husband should look like. Whew. Cow whisperer. Apparently she's the cow whisperer. I don't have anything else on that. Just that apparently she's really good with cows. Uh, she's talking to her mom about Johnny. She, um, and how Johnny's worried about not traveling because of COVID, which is a, a true concern from, especially at the time that they were filming this. Um, and so the mom then says, well, I feel like that's an excuse because this area is not as dangerous. And then all I wanted to say in that moment is where's the science in that? COVID doesn't just say, oh, I'm going to sit in this area only and it's going to be more dangerous in this area than it is in this area. That makes no sense. There's no science behind that. And I just find that ridiculous and outrageous to say. And to say that it's an excuse because you feel like in your area, COVID is not that dangerous. Maybe you're trying to say it's not that prevalent. Maybe there's not a lot of COVID cases, but then say that because COVID not being that dangerous in your area just sounds stupid to me. It just sounds stupid. I'm sorry. Ella starts crying because she doesn't know what to do. She's like, I have one last option. My last option is to fly to Dubai to meet him. So in two weeks, she may be going to Dubai. Mom's not thrilled. And the mom's not thrilled. And again, this is why I'm also saying their whole family is problematic. The mom says she's not thrilled for Ella to go to Dubai because she's a woman, she's white, and she's naive. I'm going to let you sit with that for a minute, okay? Because you guys know that I feel like travel in general, when you travel, you expand your mind, you see the world, you learn things. What you're not about to do, Debbie, because that's her mom's name, Debbie, is go ahead and give me this, 
white woman naivete. You don't want her to leave America and go to Dubai because she's a white, naive woman. Let's stop with the nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop. Please. Problematic. Okay. Then the dad, Walt, goes on to just jump into this whole pit that they're talking about that he says, yeah, and the Middle East is not a good place to go at the moment. Why is that, Walt? What's happening in the Middle East? What's happening in Dubai specifically? Please tell me. I'll wait. I'll wait. What's happening in Dubai again? Okay. Moving on. Now... The mom's also saying that she's worried about Ella's finances. She has a car payment and a mortgage payment due. Um, and the mom says, I don't want you going to the Dubai. That told me all I needed to know. It told me, guess what? This family probably doesn't travel, which is fine. Traveling is not good for everyone. No, traveling is great for everyone. Some people don't enjoy traveling. Some people like to stay in their two by two by two by two area and call it a life. But I would encourage some people to, even if you don't want to travel, read a book because it's definitely not called The Dubai. And some of the things that you've said in your episode on the show is problematic. And I get it's because it's coming from a place of lack of knowledge. So read a book. So the mom doesn't want her going to The Dubai. And the mom goes on to say, and I quote, she had an online relationship with an India guy she met in Thailand that didn't work out. She had a what? With a who? Dear Ella, Walt, and Debbie. Okay. Just. Just read a book. Let let Ella travel because clearly she needs she needs to go to the Dubai. Okay, so she can come back and tell you that it's not called the Dubai, and that it, that they're not problematic. And perhaps maybe you guys can expand your horizons and expand your minds. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that. She says that she's not going to be able to let it go because she needs to know if that's her soulmate or not. And I'm going to really tell you right now it's not. Let's let's keep it pushing. You can be cut out of this this season and Ben can be cut out of this season because y'all are wasting our time. Um, but she wants to see it through. So I guess we're going to see it through with her. And last, I was debating whether I was going to cover it because I just have all the feelings about it but then i just i'm gonna say this they showed caleb and alina a lot of you guys reached out to me surprised that she was still in this episode considering all the things that have gone on with her uh T tmz tlc made a statement to tmz officially i i put it up on that in a melanated way they did say that because someone else said that that they're going to edit her out uh but they never said TLC never said that what they did say and let me pull it up so that we are all on the same page 
TLC said this. A spokesperson for TLC tells TMZ TLC, quote, discontinued filming with Alina and whatever her last name is. Following the recent discovery of her past social media statements, she will not appear on the upcoming tell-all, which is what I told you guys. Any future seasons of the franchise, meaning she's fired, they're not moving forward with her. And starting next month, she will no longer appear on Before the 90 Days. TLC does not tolerate racism or discrimination of any kind. That being said, I think it's going to play out like this. I think that her season's going to play out. And then, like I told you guys before on one of my shows, that when you go to stream this season in the future, her scenes will be edited out. That's what I think is going to happen. That being said, Caleb was in leggings. Um, Caleb was in leggings as per use, and he has trust issues with her. And it's because she held a big secret from him and she was in a relationship when she started talking to him. So really it made her and like, her cheater and him not trust her. Um, what else do I want to say about them? Uh, Elijah was leaving. Uh, so they did their goodbyes and Elijah, you know, said all the things that he said, like take time um, to see what you want in this relationship and make sure there's no drama and blah, 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 all the same stuff. I'm totally watering it down, you guys, because I just feel like I want to talk about Caleb. I maybe want to talk about Elijah a little bit, but that's kind of all I want to talk about because clearly, like, you know, she got fired for racist behavior. And then in, even in this episode, she's turning out to be a liar. So it's just showing who her character is. And that says a lot. And all of that is from what has, like, don't come for me because that is what has already been shown. The receipts are out there and I'm just reacting to what Caleb is saying. And Caleb is saying that he doesn't trust her now because she's held some things back from him. Um, but they go on this date uh, to a bathhouse, which I thought was, you know, interesting because remember bathhouses are huge in Turkey and we saw um, Darcy and Stacy in a bathhouse and with the bubbles and that whole thing. So they did all that thing. They thought that it made them look like they were getting closer. But what I noticed that they were not close at all. They were like six feet, feet apart the whole time at the bathhouse. So how did that bond you? Because what I saw is that you guys were having two separate situations. You just happened to be there at the same time. Anyhow, um, Caleb is working on the complexities of being in a relationship if he wants to indeed be in a relationship with her. Uh, he needs to figure some things out uh, to see if they can be a couple, uh, but he's working to figure those things out and he's willing to figure those things out. And so over Turkish tea, uh, they have a tet-a-tet um, and he just says, you know, we need more time to fill things out and you know, I do care about you and you mean something to me, but I don't necessarily know what those feelings are and what they're going to translate to. And that was them. Uh, Lori's asking, will Kayla be on the tell-all? Uh, Lori, if you're in our news and gossip, I will be talking about all of that on Friday in news and gossip. Um Crystal says, yeah, it looks like they're doing them like Jeffrey and Varya. 
And Gina is saying something about editing them out. As for I saying, not sure if Ella is naive or if she just wants to be loved so badly that she will take any attention she can get, which will get her in trouble regardless of where she is. Um, I don't think it's naivety at all. Actually, as for I, I don't think it's naivety at all. I think that she has a fetish and she wants what she thinks she wants. And that has nothing to do with being naive. Do I think that she desperately wants to be in a relationship? Absolutely. But like I always said... You have to find your happiness from within. You have to find your happiness from within. If you're not happy with yourself, someone else cannot then make you happy. You have, if she wants to, she talks about, you know, he, him coming over there and he's going to cook for her and he's going to help her lose weight. No, if you want to lose weight, you have to lose weight for yourself. You do it for yourself and you'll feel better for yourself. No other person can do that for you. Okay. Can he support and encourage her? Absolutely. But she has to want to do the things to make her happy for herself. Period. All right. That's the show. That's the show. That's the show. That's the show. I want to say this one more time. You had one job. That being said, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, head over to 90 Day the Melanated Way. Again, we're celebrating 100,000 followers on Instagram um, all week long. We're going to have a contest tomorrow, the next day. So make sure that you are checking that out as well. I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye for now. <laughs>